Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Games Club Podcast. Today, I am joined by my esteemed friends, Saif and Mohammed. Saif right there. What's up guys? And Mohammed or Hamzus. They will be each discussing their favorite video games while answering questions that I have for them. Saif will be talking about Elden Ring and Mohammed will be talking about Terraria. Let's start out with you, Mohammed. Okay, so your first question is, first of all, I just want to ask you about the misconception that Minecraft is basically Terraria. Can you please clear this up and explain why it is much more unique than that? Yeah, like, I keep hearing this misconception everywhere. Like, it's almost gotten annoying. Like, it's really, really annoying when I keep hearing people say, Oh, Terraria is just 2D Minecraft. Like, that is absolutely not true, in my opinion, from, like, 600 hours on the game around that. I have a lot of hours on the game, so I can safely tell you that Terraria is certainly not like Minecraft. So, first of all, Minecraft's a survival game. Like, we all know that. And, uh, you... Well, actually, Minecraft's not a survival game. Terraria is a survival game, but Minecraft's actually more of a sandbox. Sorry, sorry about that. Because, like, Minecraft, you, uh... You play however you want to. You have an Ender Dragon final boss that you can uh, kill in the end, and then you can kill optional bosses if you want to. But in the end, you don't have to do that. You can just get diamond armor, and then build a house, and then have your own kind of fun. However, in Terraria, to actually beat the game and get better items, you need to defeat bosses, and it's based on progression. However, in like you, but like in Minecraft, you could get the best material netherite almost like immediately basically like you can just get netherite very very fast but then to get the best ore in um terraria which is luminite you have to defeat the final boss which is the moon lord craft doesn't have like progression items really you just have armor you have weapons and enchantments but in terraria you have different kinds of armor for different subclasses and then you have many many other details and there are so many more items in terraria and it's like there are a lot of them are locked behind the boss like wall like each of them if you kill a boss you get access to these items and the world changes in this way when you kill the ender dragon think about it the world doesn't really change right like just you notice that you get a dragon egg which is cool but when you defeat the moon lord you actually get stuff like luminite which you can use to craft into various other weapons and you can also just yeah like get access to like more over, over overpowered items and just Terraria, yeah, obviously, has a lot more items, has very much different kinds of armor. And also, Terraria, it's not just 2D Minecraft. It is two-dimensional, sure, but that kind of gives it a whole other aspect. Like, in the beginning, you feel very underpowered. Like, you can, like, barely jump. Your jump height's very low, and you have, like, barely anything, and you die, like, a lot. You die a lot in this game, and it's in Minecraft, it's much easier not to die. That's why hardcore... You, it's just really easy and I even have a hardcore world in Minecraft and it's great But it's not the kind of hardcore experience. I'm looking for you have to add mods to the game to make it hard Terraria on its own you can make it difficult with just dif the difficulty setting and it's already difficult in that way So yeah, just Terraria is just more difficult and it just has more items You can progress with and just boss fights are much much more important than Minecraft Minecraft boss fights are just kind of optional You can do them for like aesthetic to get like the dragon egg and stuff like that but in Terraria they are an absolute necessity and just because Terraria is 2D does not mean it's still a very very fun game to play so again you talked about progression uh taking all this into account just tell me a bit about the difficulty you even mentioned this a bit like difficulty can scale right and just tell me how this contributed to your gameplay or just the overall gamers gameplay experience 
So yeah, difficulty is a very, very another attribute that I kind of briefly talked about that makes Terraria very different from uh, Minecraft. So Terraria, many ways you can change up the difficulty, you know? So you have like the character difficulty. You have characters and you have worlds. Characters you play on different worlds and you can, yeah, just play them on wh whichever world you want. You can even log on to your friend's world with a specific character. Characters have four difficulties, I think. So you have journey, which is kind of like creative, very easy. You are like, it's very easy for you to play classic which is the classic experience you drop money on death and uh you actually don't drop items on death in, in on death in terraria surprisingly that sounds really convenient but trust me the dying part of this game each time you die it is really infuriating when you die and even if you don't drop items you'll still want to bash your head into a wall each time you die to like a giant tortoise or some kind of or some kind of fly or like some kind of like yeah, and it mob in the game. It's really, really annoying when you die. And then you just drop money on death. And money is, like, very important in the game. You use it to reforge items, buy items, and uh, they're just very useful overall. And then you can use them to brag to your friends. Oh, yeah, guys, I have 100 platinum coins, and you don't. You can also, funnily enough, build, actually place money in the game. But that's, like, that's different. But money is useful to, like, buy stuff. So you just drop money on them, which can be really annoying, especially if you really just forget that that you have, like, two, like 50 platinum coins on you, let's say. That's a lot. It's just an exaggeration. But let's say you have that much and you die. Oh, my God. It's so painful when you just die and then you just lose all lose your money. All your progression yeah. and everything that happens. Yeah, yeah. The, mo the money is really, really important. You have to go back and get it. And sometimes a mob just like collected it and probably despawned because like since the world is actually bigger than you think it is the caves are huge the mo you might not even find the mob specific mob that killed you in minecraft despite the fact that it's more 3d and therefore the world is bigger you can more easily find the mob that killed you kind of but if you're on and it's like they're easier to go into but in terraria the caves are way more expansive and just like way more layered and there's way more tre like treasure chests and loot and stuff like that but anyway then medium core gets really annoying you drop items on death and I think also money, I'm not really sure. But when you drop items on that man, you lose all of your items and then you have to go back to the place where you found it. And Terraria, it's really hard to go to caves because since it's 2D, the world is like so deep that you have to like, like dig through a lot of materials and try to navigate your way through. And often, more often than not, the cave you went into, there's no way, easy way to it. It's like in the middle of the world. You have to go through like your elevator, which is an elevator all the way down to hell yeah there's a hell in this game yeah you have to that's a hell elevator you go down it which takes you to hell usually because hell is a very important part of the game you use it to defeat one of the main bosses in the game and get a lot of good loot either way you use it to like just descend the world and go to your cave but sometimes the cave is just not even on the path to your elevator sometimes you just like somehow found it using a teleportation potion and it's just really annoying then you have the hard part which is hardcore I've never played hardcore in my life, but I'm thinking of just playing hardcore like over the over the winter break, trying to beat the game on hardcore master mode. I'll talk about master mode later. And that's just going to be an extremely hard experience for me because you have the factor of master mode that makes the game really hard. Then you also have hardcore where you cannot die once. And believe me in Terraria, you die a lot because each enemy 
is out to kill you. Everything shoots a projectile, and since it's 2D, you don't have as much control of where you're able to move. So it's just really, really painful to try to evade all the projectiles. And more often than not, if you if you have like a recall potion or like some kind of magic mirror, you can use that to return home. But then you just basically lose out on all the good loot there. And that's the best, safest way to play. You just recall potion home or magic mirror, which is like what you use to go back to your spawn point or your last spawn point. Yeah, it's very useful because more it's very, very hard to get back to the surface of the world because sometimes you're very, very deep and you have to find your way back. So Minecraft doesn't have that because it's really easy actually to get back to your world. But in Terraria, it's way, way harder. Then you have the world difficulties. You again have journey, which is like very easy. You know, no one really plays on journey, but if then you have normal, which I don't really recommend playing, I'll be honest. First playthrough, sure, but you can even just transport your character to an expert mode world, which is me and what me and my friends did. My first playthrough of the game with my friends was on expert mode, and expert mode is just way more fun because you just have more item drops overall. You get treasure bags that you, more rewards. Yeah, you have more rewards. You get access to like extra items, which can be cool, but then you get access to like convenience items that you can use and just like make the game much easier on expert mode. And then anyway, normal is just like normal. You just get the drop items from boss. You don't get a treasure bag with like extra loot and stuff like that. It's kind of annoying. It's not as rewarding. And normal, the bosses have way lower health and the enemies are just really easy. I'll, I can tell you, if I like went into classic mode right now, I could, I can't speed run it because Terraria is actually really hard to speed run. The top speed runs like two hours for the game. The game is really, really long, not meant to be speed run, but you and the guys, people who speed run the game have to use bugs. Yes, they have to use bugs to actually speedrun the game because it is super hard to just go through the game without taking like a whole day or a whole week. So the grinding is Yeah, yeah, the grinding. Oh, yeah, the, the grinding is another difficulty aspect of the game. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. The grinding, you have to grind so much for an item that has like, I don't know, a tenth of a drop. Like the rod of discord, I'm pretty sure, has like a 0.01%, no, 0.1% chance of dropping from like an enemy that's in hard mode. And it has like 1200 health. And it's really, really annoying to kill just teleports everyone. You need to kill like a hundred, hundreds or thousands of those just to get the thing that you want. It's really annoying. Then you have expert mode, I told you, like better drop items. And it's a little more difficult. Then Master Mode, most recently implemented in 1.4, the hardest difficulty in the game, and I beat the game 100, and beat the game on that difficulty, and what I struggled on the most was the Moon Lord fight, because on that difficulty, the Moon Lord fight just becomes a pain, because the Phantasmal Death Ray, which is his main attack from his top eye, which if you, you should probably kill first so that you don't have to deal with it, if you get hit by it, even with very good armor and buffs, let's say you have 600 health, and even like an Endurance Potion, which increases your defense by 20, you lose half your health. Yeah, you lose half your health just from that one attack, and then oh it's goodness. just really, really difficult just to, like, yeah, just heal back. And then the Moon Lord, again, also, he has this thing called the Moon Bite, where if he bites you, you can't heal. You cannot absorb any healing effect, so you have to just run away, and then you use, use your a Rod of Discord, which, like, is a teleportation item I talked about a little bit earlier. You use it to teleport, but, yeah, again, it's just still really annoying. And Master Mode, yeah, it's very difficult, and I play through it, and the bosses just have more health. You also actually, because the game difficulty is so hard, you actually get a relic. A relic for defeating each boss, and in my, like, the bunker of my house, and, like, the, that I built in Terraria, 
I have like just a plaque of like all the trophies I've gotten. Like, yeah, yeah. You did, it's so nice. I oh, you can also get like you know trophies for all the mini bosses you defeated. It is like really really nice. Like I'll just sh I'll I'll like show you maybe like tonight or something. Like I'll just show you that. It is really really great. And then you have like other difficulty aspects. Like I'm gonna wrap up quickly here because I can go on and on. But anyway, so. You have also like seeds that are custom seeds, like the um, for the worthy seed. For the worthy seed just makes the world like twenty, like two twice as hard. Like, like some lava pool, like water pools become lava pools. Du like normal bunnies get replaced with like dynamite explosive bunnies and just are really evil. And it's just the world, just everything is eat out to get you. So like, and also this boss called King Slime, right? Bosses just get bigger or smaller. There's this boss called King Slime. He's usually like, I don't know, like not that big. Like if you look at your screen, he's probably the size of like your hand, but then he grows to the size of your like, of like, you're like you're like two foot like if you put your two feet on the screen that's how big he becomes he becomes huge he becomes massive and he jumps and when he jumps he jumps such a great distance and if you get caught in that you'll just keep getting hit and then you'll die it is really annoying and then just the bosses get more difficult and it's just really really annoying and then to make the game even more difficult than that also there are other seeds like you know for like not the bees which is just the bee world makes it much harder yeah, these are like different variations of yeah the world, a, like some guy some guy who's insane beat the world on mass on master mode for the not the bees like he has a video he just went completely insane yeah it is terrible and then you also have mods. Mods can make the game much, much more difficult, like Calamity Mod, the most popular mod out there. It can add way more boss fights and way more cool features that just make the game way harder. And you can add, and then in that difficulty, you can add something called Revengeance Mode, which basically just makes the bosses much, 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 much faster. And it's way more difficult. And then if you activate a specific mode, you actually also get to get two bars to help you out with the boss fights. One called Rage, and then the other called, like, I don't know, I forgot the name, but they help you out with boss fights, do more damage. But that's just, like, a whole other aspect of the game, because Calamity is, like, just an, an another game on top of Terraria, which is already complicated enough. So, yeah, that's just the difficulty of the game. And just the difficulty overall just makes it more rewarding, makes the game more satisfying. The difficulty, like, you feel more achieved if you defeat a boss and that you've put countless, countless hours into. It is just really awesome when you finally get what you want, when you finally slay a boss after so, so long of grinding. Those rigorous hours. Yeah, like, when I finally defeated the Moon Lord, like, one time, I was just so happy. And then 100%ing the game is just so great. I actually 100%ed the game. So, yeah, that was, that was really nice. I felt really proud of that because the game is really difficult and can be really tedious at times, so... Just the difficulty makes getting those items much more satisfying and you just feel like this feeling in your soul is like oh yes i got the item i wanted and now i can absolutely crush the bot crush plantera for instance uh the difficulty just makes the game more satisfying and more rewarding that's what they were going for not just some ordinary experience like minecraft minecraft's great but with terraria you feel way more achieved and you can have a lot of fun in the game and it's just you have to fight all these bosses so it's, just, it's just great for the yeah, gamer the overall excitement of the game exactly yeah that's just the difficulty over and i could go on and on there's so many like aspects you could change about the game you could nerf yourself or like buff yourself really? yeah yeah like there's this class called summoner right and summoner is a great class but you play at such a low defense that it becomes extremely hard to play the game 
you basically have this whip where you whip, where you just whip the enemy and then the and then your minions basically attack the enemy at the same time that's just how it works but it's so difficult because one hit basically from the phantasmal death with such a low defense and you're dead so you have to stay keep your spacing and the whip doesn't even go that far is the problem so you just have to yeah rely on like art like just be very skilled at the game to play summoner and it's just really painful and the items are really 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 grindy like to get for summoner so one item you get from this boss fight called um um day the empress of light and not just any variant but the variant where you fight her in the day where she becomes enraged moon lord's actually not the hardest boss it's actually day empress of light where you get hit once by her attack in uh, when she's enraged during the day you're dead any like if you have a hundred defense as melee in the most powerful class if you get hit once you're dead because she does 15,000 damage per attack it is really difficult I actually def managed to defeat her with like you know post I think Duke Fishron or something like that which is like a boss you can fight for extra items it's not really essential I fought her then as a as a mage and I actually got the Terra Prisma which is the best summoner item for her but yeah even Empress of Light in the night is when she's meant to be fought is still not is kind of kind of hard but not as bad as the day of life the Empress of Light so yeah that's basically the difficulty of the game and yeah that's that's very interesting like those bosses add those interesting elements as as you said and it's kind of like a question for you obviously right like you have you told me about these various items the rod of discord all these drops that you get from the bosses or from the real world right just tell me three of your favorite ones and tell me how they enhanced your gameplay and just made it more fun and exciting for you so you have the rod of discord right my favorite item a favorite item for everybody because you click your cursor somewhere and you teleport but again i told you really rare item very low drop rate from like uh yeah the chaos elementals you actually farm them to just get get the item i built a whole farm blew a hole in the cave and then just built the farm i followed the tutorial and then i just managed to uh and i managed to get that that the rod of discord eventually and it's really nice because you just teleport anywhere however even when you teleport uh you you get into a chaos debuff state where if you teleport again you'll lose health and you'll lose health if you keep teleporting and you can eventually die so it's really good but it comes at a cost a bit and then you can transmutate it this with this liquid called shimmer because if you there's a shimmer yeah, yeah with this with this thing called shimmer which was recently added it's like found in this biome where if you go through it you actually face through the ground until you find an opening but anyway you can just put an item in there a specific item you can transmutate certain ores that are not available in the world like iron for like um i think it was lead not sure something like the iron for lead yeah yeah and then you can also transmutate the rod of discord into the rod of harmony the rod of harmony basically you teleport and you don't get the chaos debuffs that you can teleport as much as you want so it's really great overall are many more items so second one i'm gonna talk about is just really helpful for boss fights master ninja gear basically it's accumulated from these a couple items you get from the start of the game you get them through like chests and stuff like that through exploring the caves and then you have to get these two other very difficult items the black belt and the toby found from like defeating plantera and then unlocking the post plantera dungeon which is like more difficult i think the dungeon is regularly unlocked by 
defeating Skeletron, which is a boss you defeat before, like, the Wall of Flesh, which is what you use to go into hard mode, which is... Yeah, see how I'm explaining everything here? There is just so... So many different... Yeah, so many minuscule things that I have to explain for the viewers or anybody to just understand this game. But I could go, like, I could talk about for 5,000 years about just how much... About every little bit of the game, so... Yeah, anyway, you... You get this item from the post-Plantera dungeon. I won't go too in-depth about that. Then you kill this thing. Um, I forgot what the enemy was called. Uh, he's really fast and does a lot of damage. And every time I die to him and not get the item I want, I just I get so, so mad. And, like, there's this thing called a graveyard biome, right? And if you die, a, graves, a tombstone gets placed. And that's in 1.4, the newest update. And if you die enough times and enough graveyards are there, it turns into a graveyard biome. My dungeon, whenever I go into it, looks like it's just so depressing because it becomes the, the maximum graveyard biome because I've died so many times there and there are so many graves just everywhere. I need to mine every single one just so that it's not annoying. And in graveyard biomes, mob, mob spawn rates increase and it's just really, yeah annoying but anyway you craft the master ninja gear and you're able to like climb walls and then you're also able to dash and you also have a random chance yes. to dash out of a out of a out of an attack somebody has like out of an attack that a boss throws at you you can actually dash and uh, automatically dash or manually dash if you'd like to get out of the attack so it's really useful and it's just very good overall the last item i'd probably like to talk about um there's many but i'm just gonna say the zenith the Zenith is the post, um, the the last the last sword you can ever get, the most powerful the item pinnacle, the in the game. Yeah, yeah, the Zenith, the most powerful thing. It's just very, very good. It does like 392 melee damage. And some guy did a video on how fast it can kill all the bosses. So like, it basically, you swing it and all the swords you use to craft it just swing at it. So you need like eight swords to make it. Each of them gotten from like the gamer's journey over time. So you have the proper short sword, which is like that bronze sword that you start off with that you get the starter items because you literally can't physically do anything in the game without starter items because they're so hard to mine and build a house and even mine trees. You can't even break stuff with your hand. Then you have to use like other items gotten over time, like the Seedler gotten from like Plantera or like um, Horseman's Blade defeated from this boss from the Pumpkin Mood events. But then uh, after you crap, you com combine all the sword and then you get the Zenith, which is really powerful. And one swing, like a couple swings of it kills the first boss or like the first boss, like I have Cthulhu, King Slime. One like, couple swipes, dead. And then Wall of Flesh, couple swipes, dead. Moon Lord, uh. at least a minute dead day empress of light couple a couple seconds dead so it's really really powerful and all these items just like make the game just more convenient and the zenith just rewards you for all that time you spent in the game but it can be a bit depressing after you've got the most powerful items like now because there's not much to do at the end game unfortunately there's not much progression afterwards you finish the game 100 it and then i haven't played the game ever since i can add play more challenges sure but it will never like be the same as the first time I've ever played the game. The first playthrough that was just magical. Literally discovering the all the first the, the first experience, discovering all the game mechanics for the first time, learning all about it. I did not know anything about Terraria. Going the, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And like one of my friend introduced me to the game, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about this game. I was like, okay, and I got like one of the weakest armors in the game, and I thought that was the end. I thought, wait, is this the strongest armor in the game? Oh boy, was I wrong. And <laughs> And I went on to discover that, oh, you could get so much more powerful items. It is just great. And the Zenith, 
yeah, this is the final culmination of the gamers of the player's journey. It is just awesome. And the Master Ninja Gear helps out with bosses really convenient. Very helpful for like classes with low defense, but with melee you can just tank everything and then heal and then like just run away from everything. And then yeah, the Rod of Discord helps with teleportation, just way more convenient, a must-have in the game, especially post-hard mode. So yeah, those are the items, and that's my uh, experience with Terraria. And wait, one more question, like, does the Zenith, is it infinite durability, or is it, like, does it run out eventually? No item has durability in the game. No pickaxe no has durability. Nope. Really? Zenith has no durability because, yeah, yeah, it's just more convenient. But you can reforge your items to make them more powerful. And this yeah. little guy named the Goblin Tinkerer, you reforge your item. And if the better the item is, the more expensive it is. It just gets so expensive how many times you have to click the mouse. And when you click it, you're reforging so fast. You just want to get what you want. And you end up wasting like like a couple platinum platinum coins, just wasting, wasting your time on it. And then you get the reforgement you want. But then you're going so fast that you just click the reforge button again and you wasted your time for nothing. So it's just really annoying. But yeah. Alright, anything else you want to add? Uh I don't think so. Uh yeah. Alright, so thank you, thank you. Thank you, Hamzus. Hamad, thank you very much for telling me your Terraria experience. And now we're gonna move on to our second guest. Before we move on, just wanna say that yeah. from what at least Hamzus said. I have been considering for a long time whether to actually try Terraria out. Sure. Because at the start, I did go with the assumption that it's just like a Minecraft coffee. Coffee. Oh my God. Sorry, how's this? You're done. <laughs> but I am genuinely considering maybe I might try getting it and trying it out. Because it seems like a lot of fun. You should definitely get the game in. No, no, we'll do our first playthrough together. And I'll just teach wait. you everything about the game. And yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Trust me, man. You and should definitely wait. get it. It's really cheap. Only $10. $10 but when, only. It, but when it's off, it's $5. Like, Dude, on yeah. Steam in particular, it's really fun. I, I recommend it. it. You gotta. Okay. All right, Safe. I'll be asking you now a few questions. Okay. Let's... All right. So now, for you, Safe, just tell me, what is Elden Ring? And how okay. does it differ from other games in, in its genre? Like, which is like the action RPGs. Yeah? Okay. So... As most people, actually most people wouldn't know, but Elden Ring is a game made by From Software. Uh, you may be asking who's From Software? Well, they're one of the biggest gaming production companies on the planet, actually. Uh, they are, they work mostly with PlayStation and they're Japanese, but they prioritize a type of game called Souls-like. With Souls-like's game, the whole point of it is difficulty triumphs all. They have, they actually have really good stories, but the whole purpose of the game is that the bosses and everything in the world is insanely difficult and you're going to have to try to beat everything in it. And that's what makes well, that's what makes Elden Ring different from other action RPGs. Cuz usually with an RPG, RPG stands for role playing game. Yes. You're playing as a character in a preset world and you're doing everything. Okay? But with Elden Ring at least what I really like about it is that instead of making it seem like you're just a random dude in this planet and suddenly you're gonna save the world, your character isn't expected to save the world. Almost no one expects anything from your character. You have to show them that you can achieve something. And the way you do that is by spending hours on end trying to beat the insanely difficult bosses. And that's what's nice because it genuinely feels like you're the underdog in the game. Because I remember seeing this interview when they interviewed the founder of From Software Studios where he said that the reason he likes to keep the games insanely difficult is he wants players to feel the accomplishment. Because he even said how when he played their first ever game that they made, that was a Souls-like, when he finally beat the boss after hours, he screamed in joy. 
And I can fully attest to that because I've many times when I played Elden Ring, I genuinely just like gripping to the edge of my that seat. That concept of reward yeah. is just, wow. Like, the, the tension, the boss is only one hit, but I'm also, I have no heals left. It's whoever gets the first hit in. I managed to dodge one hit and I one get that one hit in and wrong. just, let's go. It, got, Elden Ring, it just, it makes you feel like you've truly accomplished something. And that's what makes progression it different from other you RPGs. Yeah. That progression and everything. Okay. Okay. And also, how does Elden Ring, being this Souls-like game, affect the story in general from start to finish? Uh, okay. Uh, about the question about a story, this is, um, I want to mention one thing is that in the Souls community, at least, there's this ongoing joke that games made by From Software don't really have a story. Because it does have a story. There's like, in this game at least, you play as a Tarnished, which means that you're uh, from outside the universe of the game, which is called the Worlds in Between. Yeah. And you, because you're a Tarnished, it means that you can resurrect infinitely. And that's the reason for how like you're able to keep coming back to life. And what the whole point of this is that you're chosen like to try to save the world from destruction. And th where I mentioned before, you're not anything special particularly. There have been thousands before you've tried, they've failed, you're just the current one. Maybe you might succeed, maybe you might not. And at least the reason why people say that this is like the base story. The reason people say there really isn't a story is because the only thing that genuinely tells you about the world and like the story of that is item descriptions. Yeah, and true. you know, most players aren't reading like the description on their shield. Too lazy, too lazy. Yeah. And that's why the current like joke is that they don't really make a story. But all these, like, uh, all their fans on YouTube, all these lore channels like Vadi Vidya, who make these lore analysis, they're the ones who actually make up the story of the game. And this is where, due to the story and, like, the community built around it, this is how it impacts the story, okay? Is that, with it being a Souls-like, is that in the community, there's a phrase called, what was it? Get good. Spelled yes, get yes. G-U-D. Okay? It's a really difficult game, exactly. yes. And... This developed because it's a Souls-like and it's insanely difficult because there's a lot of people complaining, especially journalists, saying that, no, put in an easy mode because with it being a Souls-like, you can't adjust the difficulty. For everyone, it's going to be insanely difficult. And journalists, like, especially were complaining, make it easier, I can't yeah, beat the game. Not... And this is where this meme came out from, get good. And because it was a Souls-like. And at least what bugs me is that a lot of people interpret it as negative because they're making fun of saying, oh, no, no, it's not that hard. You just have to get good. And that's where they actually misunderstand the quote, like Point. this phrase. The whole purpose of get good is learn, okay? Because, again, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing again and again and expecting a different result each time. If each time the fight starts, the boss, let's say, shoots a magic bullet at you, after three attempts, you should probably dodge to the left or right, not keep walking you in adapt, a straight line. You adapt to your exactly. Opponent, and that's what get good's meant to be. It's literally get better. Learn from your mistakes in your previous death and see how you can improve further from it. Each death isn't a waste, it's an opportunity to grow further. And that's why whenever you die, you should remember, just get good. See what you got, see what you did wrong and get good Analyze based on that. Analyze what your mistakes yeah. were and improve them. Basically. And that's what I say, that's like what makes it really nice like about the souls like, because whenever you die to a boss, because there are like, with the story, there are main bosses you have to fight. Whenever you die to them, like, when I, at the start, I used to get mad and I, I actually almost quit the game because I kept dying. Yeah, then, like, yeah. I saw this, I remember this specifically because it was on Reddit. I saw this video clip where, like, it was a guy explaining, he, like, was telling his friend, get good, and his friend got mad, and then he told him, it, didn't, it doesn't mean anything bad, it explained what it meant. And 
after I watched that, I got motivated and played it. Whenever I died, I still remember just get good. That one phrase is yeah. stuck in your head. And it helped continue through the game because each time I died, I was like, okay, okay, what did I do wrong here? Maybe I should change my equipment. Maybe I should actually change my stats. Okay, how about instead of dodging forward, dodge left? And from that, like, it genuinely felt like I was learning more and more with these stats. And it felt like, because you know how whenever you try to learn a new skill, you never get it in one attempt? Exactly. Like, it takes exactly. time. Time yeah. Time pays off. And that's what it felt like. It felt like I was learning a new skill. And whenever I got something right, it felt amazing. That's what, that's what makes it such a special game. That's why I personally like it. Because it was, at least it was like one of the few games that had a huge impact on me, at least. Yeah. With how I view the world and everything. Because now when I look at the world, like whenever I fail at something, I still remember the phrase, get good. Yeah, you just, <laughs> because I just sad. think, how can I improve? What did I do? Whenever, let's say, I get like a bad grade in school, I look at how I can improve even further, okay? Like, it, like I remember I got, once I got a B in physics, yeah, and I usually can. like, if you're an A student, getting a B it's, seems it's bad. It hurts. It yeah, because you feel like I tried so hard, why did I get a B? But instead, I remember I remember because I really like this. Because for once, and unlike last year, where I used to feel sad when I got a B, I felt normal. I actually felt kind of happy because I now see what I did wrong and I could further improve myself. Yeah. And that's why you I at least... Adapt the yeah. mistakes. Like you implement the strategies that you got wrong, make them, just refine them, basically. Find your mistakes and improve from them. And that's what I feel like, Jenny, my outlook on life has... This, it may sound cringy or like going to that, this one game full change, but no, like, at least for me, my whole outlook on life has changed from this game. That's how much of an impact it has on me. That's... That's a lot to be said. That is a lot. For Elden Ring. And now, I'll ask you, like, kind of, sort of a complex question. Can you discuss to me a bit about the open world elements of the game itself? And how they enhance your, like, playthroughs of the game? And how would they affect the gameplay of others, basically? Uh, this is actually where I, mentioned, I wanted to mention previously on how it's a Souls-like. So, you know how I mentioned how the whole point of Souls-like is it's the same difficulty? Yeah. And how many people didn't really like it? Well, this is the reason why actually many people consider Elden Ring the easiest Souls like they've ever made. Because they really? made Dark Souls, yeah. Bloodborne, Sekiro. They made hard, plenty yeah. of before. Yeah. They consider Elden Ring actually to be one of the easiest ones because it's an open world. So, I'll give a bit of context. Uh, in previous games made by FromSoft, it's called Linear Storytelling. You go into a level, it may seem like it's an open level, but usually you're progressing in a straight path linearly. Okay. And at the end of that path, there's a boss that you're going to have to fight. You can't just go somewhere else. You have to fight the boss to move on. Necessary. Yeah. The key point about Eldering being an open world is for once, it's a true open world. There are so many different areas on the map, different mini bosses, bosses, areas to explore, treasure to find, that it's an open world. And that's what they're trying to get players to find out. They're trying to get players to understand that, hey, 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 this isn't like previous games. You can explore and this is what this is where the actual open world makes this the easiest game ever because let's say you're in, uh, at the start of the game you're gonna find a boss called the golden tree center a mini boss his true level is around 40 while yours is level one because he just started and the reason they actually put such a strong level he's just walking around randomly the reason they put him in front of you where like you spawn is because they knew that most players when they see a boss they're gonna think okay I have to fight him so they're gonna go to him and they're gonna die and if you keep going to him, there's two series that happens. You waste hours and then give up. Or like me, you waste 20 hours of your life just to beat him at level one for no real purpose. Okay? What's satisfaction? Exactly. But the reason they actually put him there was they wanted players to learn this very specific lesson. You don't have to really fight him now. You can come back later. 
Because with it being an open world... Take your you, time, basically. Yeah. Like, with it being an open world, you walk ahead, like, let's say, from where you spawn, you walk ahead, you see this boss. You might attempt it a few times and die, but why keep attempting this? If you find it too hard, then move on. Go, instead of going straight ahead, maybe go to the right and explore the areas to the right. Go to the left, go behind you even. It's an open world, there's a whole world around you. So why go in one path when there's so many paths ahead of you? Different routes yeah. you go to. Because, like, previously, like, in a game, Sekiro at least, once I reach the end of a level in Sekiro, and there's the final boss, I can't move on. I have to beat him. With this one, what was nice was, it felt more forgiving, because once I reached the boss, like, I could just move on. Because, uh, what was it? The first mandatory boss you have to really fight in the game is called Margit. And even he's temporary, because you could genuinely just decide to skip him and go to a different boss. There's even, uh, there's even a way to skip him fully and go to the area after him and fight the boss after him. Every, this game is trying, they're trying to emphasize to players, stop thinking like that you're in the box. Break that box and explore the world around you. Because if you limit yourself to the bo to the box, okay, that you, you have to be... enjoy the game as well. Yeah. And you're also going to waste a lot of your time due to facing insanely strong enemies at the start. Break that box and realize that you have freedom this time. Explore. And this is what genuinely made this game easier for me and others. Because especially for me, uh, I remember I reached a boss called Renala. Okay, and Renala's whole point is she has the strongest magic resistance in the game. And I'm playing as a mage, you know, people who cast spells like pew pew. Yeah. And what happens when your whole, like imagine if you're a swordsman with a sword and some guy just like has a metal shield. Your sword kind of becomes ineffective. Yeah. You might deal some damage, but you won't deal as much. And this is where I truly felt it because I felt like giving up. But then I remembered, wait a minute, why fight her? And I started exploring and you know what I found? I found the sword that I could use that dealt blood damage instead of magic damage. And that helped me genuinely beat her. Because if I still tried to beat her, like, You're with my magic over damage, So much time to be wasted. Yeah. But this genuine, I could say, saved me 10 hours of my life. Just like that. By exploring, I saved so much time. And that's what I feel nice. Because with each game they release, they try to emphasize a point. And I feel like the point with this game, at least, is that explore and try to find what works for you. Because just let's say for me that I decide to go as a mage and use a blood sword. In your case, if you played the game, you might go as a barbarian and you might yeah. just find her the easiest boss in the game. Every playthrough... The thing yeah. that you take, the route... Uh, yeah. Like, every playthrough will be different for everyone. Find the one that works for you. Because in the end, this is your journey, not anyone else's. Okay? This is where... Uh, just to say something to the audience and to you, Jen. If you're ever going to play this game, my full tip is never search a playthrough. Like, never search a guide how to beat this boss. Never search how to... Because uh, there's a lot of videos I can say how... Like, called yeah, how to get broken in Elden Ring in the first 10 minutes. Don't follow them because it's going to take out all the joy if you just follow, like, these guys, okay? Because, yeah. again, the whole point of this game is you're finding your own journey. You're struggling against these bosses and you're going to beat them Make in your, your own way. your first playthrough worth it, basically. Exactly. In your first playthrough, go into it fully blind. Don't search anything about the game. Maybe watch the trailer. That's it. Actually, I don't see anything else. Buy it, play it, okay? Experience the vibrant world because it's a beautiful world, okay? Filled with life at every corner. Life trying to kill you as yes, well. Yeah. But that's it, okay? Explore it and try to beat it in your own way. And then after that, maybe if you play it again, search up how to get broken and, you know, get your rivers of blood and one-shot everything in, the, in existence. But before that, don't do that, okay? Just play it in your own way and don't try to copy anyone else's style. Because by copying their own style, you're going to lose that originality yeah, that makes true. it fun. Because now, instead of, let's say, struggling to market, 
Here's gonna be okay. Okay, so uh, right now, what I know from watching this video, I just have to dodge left and I dodge his attacks. If I see him raise his arm, well, I know I have to actually dodge forward instead of back. Yeah. It like takes that learning opportunity out of it. Because can I ask a genuine uh, question to you, Jad? How many times, like when you're trying to learn something, have you had someone like behind you telling you, okay, no, no, you're doing it wrong, yeah, you're like doing it wrong? Yeah. It takes out the joy out of it because you're like, be quiet, just let me do it by myself. I want to learn. And that's what that's what comes out of it. Like you could watch the videos, and I'm not gonna blame you if you do, okay? But try to enjoy it for Limited. yourself. Yeah, try to have fun with it and explore the world in your own way. And that's what I want to say. Elden Ring is a game that can be played in many ways. Find your own style, because there's more than like 400 weapons, more than 60 spells you can use, different armor, different stat distributions. Find the one that works to you and use it to the end. Because there are broken weapons, but no weapon truly is a bad weapon. Like you could play with uh, Rivers of Blood or Wing of Astel, which just make the game easy mode, what yes, we call really. an easy mode. But you could also play with like the sword you get at the beginning. Because as seen on, I'm gonna say a, a bit, okay? But as seen on YouTube a, a lot, many people have beat the game using only their fists. Many people have beaten the game at level 1. At least my friend Sasha. He's managed to beat the game with only using his fist. Doing one damage. He's made it work. And if he can make that work, then I think you using whatever you want will also work. Just find that thing that speaks to you. Whether it be a mage, it be a swordsman, or it be a barbarian who just uses his fist. <laughs> it's in the end, it's your game. Not anyone else's. So make it your own RPG. That's what I said. Okay, thank you, Safe. Do you want to add anything else? Yeah. Uh, see, from everything I described, this is the reason why Elden Ring won Game of the Year, okay? Like, like uh, a small bit about Game of the Year. It's called Game of the Year are games that redefine the gaming landscape. Yeah, this year, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, when this came out, it genuinely revolutionized gaming, at least for that genre. Okay? It did, it did. And that's what Elden Ring did. It came out and cause small tad bit, okay, uh, RPG has become stagnant. Really stagnant. Like you have Ubisoft's RPGs, which some of them are fun, but one of them that I've played, uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yeah, yeah. it felt so boring because it genuinely just held my hand the whole time. It's like, okay, you want to go here now. After you do that, go there. Uh, collect this loot. No, no, you can't move on yet. You're actually not that strong enough. Uh, go grind a bit more, then come back and we'll let you move on. It, didn't, it felt boring. I fell asleep. I remember this. It was like 5 p.m. and I just passed out for two hours playing it. It was that boring. And that's why I genuinely believe Elden Ring deserved to win Game of the Year because I hop into it. There's no marker telling me where to go. I talk with a NPC to and initiate the side quest. I don't even know I did it. Change the genre. Yeah, literally, it made it seem like yo yo, it, like it asked the industry, why are we holding their hands? These players have brains. Let them figure out their own stuff. And that's what I felt. It, it felt nice. It made me feel independent finally. No one's holding my hand, telling me go there, go there. You're not strong enough. No, no. You could genuinely go to the final boss at level one. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. tries to limit you because that's like called suicide. Where you could go to like one of the strongest endgame bosses at level one and die a ton of times, but you can do it. Freedom to the player, and that's why I decided because it told everyone like, hey, no, no, we're not gonna t make it so that you we have to hold your hands. Different. Yeah, that as a game you're meant to figure some stuff out. We're not here. We only design the game. You play it. We don't tell you how to play it, and that's what like finally gave everyone a like shocking call that maybe gaming right now isn't the best and some of these studios have to change their approach.
And that's why I deserved it. And that's why I feel like, if, if at least if you're playing on PC, where if you buy it on Steam, you can refund it after two before two hours, you don't have anything to miss out. If you got 70 bucks, you want a fun game that will last you f like hundreds of hours. Like I personally spent 400 hours on it. Oh, yeah. Just buy it. If you don't like it within the first hour, because difficulty is not for everyone. Maybe like you have a job, okay? Okay, like if you have a job and responsibilities, maybe you can't sink 40 hours on one boss. Again, I don't blame you. It's not for everyone. It's for that small minority. And that's what's nice about it. From Software found a community that likes their games and likes the difficulty and decided to not focus on everyone else because they could have changed that difficulty to try to appease to most of the player base, like most gamers, like making it so difficulty isn't so hard. No, no. Make it easier for everyone. So put a difficulty setting so everyone can play. No, no. They were like, okay, you guys liked what we thought was really cool to do. So we're going to keep doing it because you enjoy it and we enjoy making these games. And I don't know why. It feels nice. It feels like this is, instead of a company trying to make money, it genuinely just feels like a company that cares about the games they make and wants to make good yeah, games. And that's why I'd say just give it a try. You have nothing to lose. You can just refund it before two hours. Give it a try and enjoy it. All right. Thank you, Safe. Thank you for having me, Jad. Thank you, guys. I'm Zeus and Safe for enlightening me with your knowledge. And thank you for listening, viewers. Tune in next time when we hopefully have enough budget for the second episodes. Yeah, I told one. you. I told you. You just got to accept Ubisoft I, sponsorship. I, I need it. I need it. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one.